right, Bill English joining me from BibleandBusiness.com. Bill, i got to wrap up one little item of business, um, and that is All to right. say to, to Joanne, um, I would come to your house if you're making scalloped corn casserole pretty much any day. Okay, there you go. That's, that's what I got. Okay, um, Bill, hey, welcome yes. back. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good to be back. Okay, I'm not going to ask you any cooking questions. I'm going to ask you an eating question. <laughs> what is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? It is the green bean casserole with the, the green mushroom stuff mm-hmm. and the or the onion stuff on top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. I love All it. All right. Creamed. Uh, uh, we have somebody weighing in with a new item: creamed pearl onions. I'm telling you, people are eating all kinds of things. There's somebody having something that um, I don't even know quite how to describe. Um, and so I'm just telling you, like, people have all kinds of stuff, and I love it. I love how unique it is. Ingrid has a recipe that includes items that I don't know how to pronounce, but Ingrid, it sounds delicious. It sounds delicious. Okay. Um, So so here's what I want to know. After we Mm -hmm. eat all this food, what's the Mm -hmm. exercise regimen to burn Mm -hmm. off all the calories that we're going to eat on Thursday? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to walk to Minnesota when I come in a couple of weeks for our uh, winter share. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that is probably what is going to be necessary. I, people are actually requesting the recipe for the Thanksgiving pie cake. And no one was dissuaded by my description of this uh, four layered um, sugar fiesta. Like I figured if I told them it has four layers of buttercream frosting, nobody would want the recipe and everybody does. So there you go. Oh. How can not a very you good not, judge. not like buttercream frosting? That's just a, that's a hit, no matter what you put it on. There you go. You, you can't even put it on the green bean casserole. And it probably <laughs> would be a hit. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, let's have right. let's pivot. Uh, you and I are going All to have right. uh, we're we're going to talk about serious things. <clears throat> okay, so. I mean, well, it is serious, right? We're going to have all of this vacant commercial space. I don't know about your community, but in mine, there are already lots of vacant commercial spaces um, on Main Street and then um, big box stores that have gone um, out of business. We have an entire empty mall now that, you know, things have sort of moved back to sort of the old style where the mall is all outward facing. And so we have an inward facing mall. That's commercial space. that's completely empty. Talk with us about um, maybe some ideas and thoughts related to empty commercial space. Well, first of all, it's going to have to get repurposed. You're not just going to go in and tear it down. The landlords can't afford to do that. And why would they want to in the first place? Uh, so, uh, what, what can you do with empty commercial space? Well, you can put churches in it. You can put community centers in it, repurpose it for residential facilities, maybe for the aging population. We do have a huge bump in the aging population. And so, uh, doing something for them might make some sense. Turn it into condos, whether those are business condos, ironically, smaller businesses are, some of them are really liking the idea of buying a small condo for their business and their offices as opposed to renting. Mm. Um, you know, so uh, affordable housing. Uh, the estimates that I read last night in prepping for this was uh, there's roughly 7.2 million new affordable housing units are needed to house somewhere between 20 and 30 million people who need affordable housing. So maybe that would be an option. Uh, and you know, you know what Amazon is doing is they're they're taking the old J.C. Penney's and uh, I want to say Kmart's, but they've been out of business forever. Uh, but those kinds of larger spaces, and they're turning it into into distribution and warehouse centers. Wow, 
Well, see, that's a good repurpose, and that seems like it won't take a ton of retrofitting because I know that's one of your concerns, the amount of the amount of time and even um, uh, time and money, but then also regulations that would uh, that would need to be addressed in retrofitting some uh, uh, some of this. What I'm trying to provoke people to do is think creatively. Um, If there's really, you know, 7.2 million new affordable housing units needed across the country, and then we're going to talk about um, the next topic, which is eviction. I mean, we're looking at potentially 30 to 40, uh, do I have that number right? 30 to 40 million displaced people um, facing eviction in the coming months. So, So when we talk about affordable housing, we're not just talking about affordable housing that's needed in addition to what's available now. We're talking about the displacement of some 30 to 40 million Americans, many of whom will be children um, in the coming months. That is something that the church needs to step up to. We need to think creatively um, and we need to engage now. So I'm going to talk next with Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com about the coming wave of evictions. And actually, they've already begun. That conversation up next here on Mornings with Carmen. has a recommendation for the exercise program that should follow, and that should be that you should clean it up. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> but don't we use a dishwasher? I mean, you know, most of us have dishwashers in our homes, right? Okay, you, know? you do realize that prior to the going into the dishwasher that's the appliance, there is a dishwasher person, like, right? You still have to, like, clear them off the tables, put the remnants in the trash, or the recycle or the compost thing, um, uh, and then actually rinse the dish before you put it in the dishwasher. The dishwasher does not do all of that work. There is exercise in in the rest of it. I'm just saying. I understand, but I look. In, in all honesty, I've you know since mid June, I have lost uh, thirty pounds. <gasps> Congratulations! And, That's amazing. And it is, and and uh, I'm really kind of scared about the coming holidays because I don't want to put back on even one pound. Hmm. And so I have, and with the gyms being closed now, I have, I've had to retrofit, so to speak, a, my exercise regimen to go from weight training to resistance training and to go, f- go to different ways to get my heart rate up for my 30 to 45 minutes every day. And so uh, in all honesty, I, I think there's, there's real danger here for people to uh, continue to put on weight when they when they really don't need to, so just mm-hmm. love love the food, enjoy it, do all the recipes, but moderation, right? Just so. do the recipes, but maybe not make the dishes. Um, that's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, have, have somebody go. else do the dishes. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about evictions. Um, yeah, the yeah. CDC's moratorium um, on evictions has been in place now for several months, but you you tell me it's actually been pretty ineffective. It has. It was filled with holes. And I honestly don't know how much authority the CDC has to tell landlords who they can and cannot evict Mm. legally. Uh, Maybe a lawyer would know that, but it just seems to me that that's outside the swim lane for the CDC. Uh, But right now, thousands are losing their homes. The Aspen Institute of Financial Security estimates between 30 and 40 million could face eviction in the coming months if uh, the government doesn't step in and and give us at least uh, give them at least 100 billion in emergency rental assistance uh, and then there's uh, it, it was interesting uh, the the low-income housing um, people uh, they had a, a state-by-state piece and I noticed that in Minnesota 30 million uh, has been uh, allocated by the state for housing and rental assistance, 
21,000 applications for that, uh, requesting a combined 51.9 million. So the need here in Minnesota is almost double what the state has uh, has allocated. Iowa has 54 organizations. I know we have a number of listeners in Iowa. 54 organizations have signed a joint letter to Governor Kim Reynolds asking for $480 million in emergency funding. And uh, I know we have listeners in Connecticut, too, right? New Haven, Connecticut, they have 800000 of rental assistance uh, that has been approved over two months ago and yet has yet to be distributed uh, within their city. So uh, different local governments, whether state or local, they, they are recognizing this problem. They're trying to address it in different ways. And it just seems to me that that the need is going to be really, really strong uh, in Q1 and Q2 of next year. This number um, troubled me when you sent it to me. Uh, 20 to 25 percent of all Americans um, have little or no confidence in their ability to make next month's rent payment. Yeah. Can you that's, imagine? With that that's stress? pretty staggering. Next month. That's, they don't know how they're making next month's rent payment. Yeah. And, and, and it's it, I don't want to be glib when I say that's an opportunity to depend on the Lord. Because there's a lot of stress and there's a lot Mm -hmm. of thought cycles, you know, a lot of mind cycles that go on saying, man, how am I going to do this? Where am I going to get the money? And it's not like, you know, you get the money, you make the payment. Okay, I can rest because that that just stays with you because, you know, in another 30 days, you're going to have the same problem again. And uh, this is this is a real, real problem. And this is all a result of the pandemic. This isn't something that people are flaking out on. It's not like they're mm-hmm. they're they're being irresponsible. Uh, this is a result of the pandemic. And, and and as conservative as I am in my politics, I really believe that this is a time for the government to step up and help these folks. Uh, this isn't through no fault of their own. Uh, and it's through no fault of anybody. And and. Either way, if they don't make their payments, they get evicted, they're still going to need public assistance. The landlords are going to get out of – they're going to get sideways with the banks. The banks' ratios are going to uh, go out of whack, and the the Federal Reserve is going to have to step in. So either way, the public is going to have to pay for this. Uh, In some form or fashion, it seems to me that helping these people up front is probably the less expensive and the more – a compassionate way to deal with this problem. Yeah, intervening intervening in advance. My guess is yes. that there are ways to discover in your community um who who are the people who um you know need help. They need help this month or they need help next month. Um maybe we could have that conversation. We need to be having that conversation. Maybe there is a way for us as Christians in our local communities to quietly um enter into those conversations. Um, I would think that our pastors know of some people who are in need, and I'm wondering how we as the community of believers, um, you know, could take care not only of one another, but of of our neighbors who do not know the Lord. Like I'm thinking here about the way, um, uh, what's the ministry that pays the um, pays the health care bills, um, the outstanding that debt relief? Um, I, mm, I, I don't it'll know. It'll come to me. It's pretty it. amazing. And oh, RIP. Uh, um, RIP medical debt, RIP medical debt, and they they pay off people's medical debt, like is which is one of the real um, you know economic drivers uh, in terms of bankruptcy in this country. Maybe we could imagine um, coming alongside people who need rent assistance in a similar way. Um, there is 
there is a crisis coming, and it's not just a housing crisis. It's going to be a crisis um, for our foster care system. It's going to be a crisis for child protective services. If 30 to 40 million Americans are facing eviction, which is homelessness, in the coming weeks, that's going to be an extraordinary number of children. And then the state intervenes in different ways. So just really let's intervene early um, and do what we can as Christian brothers and sisters to alleviate this crisis before it comes. And, you know, I, I know we're short on time here. Uh, the spot's almost up. But can I connect another dot here for you, please? Yeah. Um, most churches, uh, I have learned in the last few weeks, find that between their regular attenders and members, usually it's somewhere between 30 to 50 percent of those people never give to the church. They never write one check in the course of a 12-month period to their church. And uh, if we just had people who regularly attend church, I'm, and I define that as two or more times a month, just regularly attending, um, actually write the checks that God asks us to write to support the church, we could help, um, we could help these people in real significant ways. But a lot of churches are cash-strapped. I think in part because people are not tithing. They are not generous towards God. And this is a real hard issue that, that, we, that is, in my mind, connected to these kinds of social issues. Yeah, amen. Hard issues are social issues, or social issues do emerge from hard issues. I think there's no question about that. Um, Bill English, yeah. thank you as always so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Have a great time and uh, and exercise well, Carmen. Exactly, exactly. Amen. <laughs> All right, friends, you can find Bill at, Bi- at BibleAndBusiness.com. We'll be right back. All right. Continue to text me your favorite Thanksgiving side dishes. Thank you to all of you. And um, I'm encouraged to know the other things that you guys are busy doing while you're listening. Jim in Simsbury needs to finish the puzzle that is currently on the dining room table so his wife can set it for Thanksgiving. Yes, Jim. Get her done, man. Get her done. Uh, We are going to have Dan DeWitt up next. We've got what I am calling uh, the long weekend, Weekend Worldview Reader from theolatte.com. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen.